Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're starting a brand new series called My Story. Today's sermon is entitled, I Decided to Start. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, y'all ready to dive in this today? All right, let's get, we're going to start a brand new series called My Story. My Story. And today's sermon's title is, I Decided to Start. I Decided to Start. So each one of us can relate to one thing. We all have a story. Here at Medic Church, we often talk about, uh, and part of our motto or our mission statement or our, our vision is to have a church where everyone belongs because we all come from a different background. You know, it's funny that, that I oftentimes tell people, if you talk to your neighbor, you may realize just how much we have in common. Hey, I dealt with that too. Hey, I had a whole bag of cookies last night. Them mega double stuffed Oreos, they were so good. I had the whole sleeve with, with milk, man. And you know what, Austin? Me too, listen, man, me too. I did it too. We have a lot in common. All right, we got to do is we got to communicate a lot of times. And, and when we communicate with one another, we build relationships. Part of this, what we're doing, how can we pray for you, is to build the relationship with our businesses and our community and the surrounding areas because we love people. But we all have a story. I have a story. You have a story. Church has a story. Stories are great. But you know, some of us have positive stories. Oh, it was great, man. Hey, so I gotta tell you, so I'll tell you a quick story real quick, real quick. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? I got a quick story for you. Quick story. So the other day, I worked at the firehouse, and normally when I go to the firehouse, I, I had to get up early, and, and then when I get down there, and sometimes I can go back to sleep if once all of our duties are done, and sometimes we can't, depending on how busy we are, and, and usually I don't sleep good anyway while I'm there. That's not part, that's part of the story, but that's not what I'm going through. But anyway, so I didn't get much sleep, and then Tasha had a doctor's appointment the next day, and she's like, hey, can you get off early so we can, you, I can go to my doctor's appointment, you can take the girls to school, everything be good. I'm like, yes, yes, absolutely. I said, I can do that. So get off work, driving down the road. I'm like, Jesus, you're going to take the wheel. I can't make it home. I'm so tired. And I'm driving down the road, and I'm getting there, and I'm getting closer home. The sun's coming up. There's fog. There's mist everywhere. <laughs> it's beautiful. I get to home, I change clothes real quick, and I get the girls loaded up in the car and, and, or in the truck, and we head to school. I get them out. And look, the store's going somewhere, I promise. <laughs> so, so, so I get them there, and I, and I drop them off. They're smiling, bye, Daddy. And I'm like, thank God, they're gone. I'm going to get some sleep. <laughs> and I leave there, and I decide I had two decisions to make. I'm like, I really, really, really need to go by the car wash to wash my truck because it's filthy. I said, or I can go home and get some sleep. I'm like, listen, I'm going home. I'm going to get some sleep. I'm going down through there, and I'm getting closer to the exit, and I'm like, I really, really got to go by a car wash. So I go by the car wash, and I'm so sleepy. And I'm like, I'm just going to run through the car wash. I'm just going to get the car wash done. And I'm like, no, they got the vacuums and the floor mat washers. I'm going to do it all while I'm there. So I get, I stop, go through the car wash, takes a couple minutes, get through there. I park, I do my windows, do my floor mats, I vacuum the seats. I'm doing it all. And this guy walked up, you know, he's taking his floor mats over there and, 
and he's just, you know, you kind of tell he's not having the greatest day. And I'm like, I really wasn't in the inter- I hadn't had my coffee quite yet. I hadn't had no sleep. I'm like, I don't want to have human interaction right now. But something just told me to say, hey, man, how's it going? And he looked at me, and he just just kind of had this look like, dude, don't talk to me either. I ain't had my coffee. But, but in that moment, I got to share a little bit of my story. I'm like, hey, man, I don't know what you got going on in your life, but just know, hey, we're praying for you. If you ever need prayer, it's how you can submit your prayer request. Our team's standing by because we love praying for you. And he said, hey, man, he said, if you'll pray for this, this particular situation he had going on in his life. And I said, yeah, man. I said, we'll do it right now. So right there at the car wash, there in Mount Airy, right there at the floor mat cleaner, I got to pray for this gentleman that had something going on in his life. It's a positive story. It's an awesome outcome. Because I could have simply got to the interstate and went on home. I could have simply just went and diverted and I'm like, and been selfish about myself. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. I can't favor if I'm going to sleep. But, but I just felt like, hey, I need to go to the car wash. It's a good story. Now, I don't know what you know, the outer outcome of the situation this gentleman had, but I had the opportunity to share a little bit of the gospel. I got to share just a little bit of those things that may have made a difference in this individual's life. See, it's a proud story. I like telling stories like that. You know what kind of stories I don't like to tell you? Some of y'all might have some of these stories. The other ones are not so great. They're not so positive. <laughs> this one time... <laughs> I was going down the road. Y'all have heard this before. I was driving. I was going a little too fast. And all of a sudden, whoo, <laughs> police done got me. I don't like telling y'all stories like that. Pastor was speeding, and he was trying to get it. He, it was just bad. But all of us have a story. All of us have a story that we're telling. We are constantly, every day, adding to that story. Here at Manit Church, we're constantly adding to our story. For the ones who are here in person, if you'll go on along the wall right above where the coffee is at, there is a picture of some hand drawings and then the Medic Church logo. And in the middle, it said uh, something about, uh, I can't remember now. <laughs> we prayed for 11 years about what God put on our hearts, something like that. God put something instilled in our hearts 11 years before we started Medic Church. We had no idea. And the top drawings that you see are the hand drawings that we did 11 years prior to starting Medic Church, we had no idea what God was in store for us. But we're adding to that story every day. All of us have a story we're writing. Sometimes they're small. Sometimes they're big changes. Sometimes there's little changes. Sometimes when we go through this life, we do things, and they're part of our story. Is, and we look back and reflect on, why did I do that? Anybody have ever looked back and said, man, I was dumb. <laughs> I was so stupid. <laughs> I did some dumb things. Anybody? Am I the only one? But everything, every decision we make in this walk of life, every choice that we make is impacting our story. Every time we decide to do something or we decide not to do something, what kind of consequences or what's going to take place in those results? of not going or not participating. And I'm going to give you some guys some examples. Well, I decided that I was going to go out to that party. And I was going to party hard. And those consequences, based on some of those decisions we made while we were there, can result in some bad future ahead of us. 
We can do things in those parties and make decisions that can make life-altering changes. Some good, some bad. Maybe, maybe, the, hey, again, there's some good things. Hey, I'm going to invite somebody to church. This individual, I don't know this man from anybody else, couldn't probably point him out in a crowd of people if I've ever seen him again. But I invite him to come to church. Hey, man, if you don't have a church, we'd love for you to come join us at Medic Church. And, you know, we're, we're just here. We're hanging out. But we could have been, and most of us probably have been invited to a church at some point in our life. At some point, we've probably been invited and we had a decision to make. We can either go or not go. Be honest with you guys, I've been invited to a lot of churches. Some of them I wouldn't go for. <laughs> and nothing against them, but but maybe I should have took that class. Maybe I should have signed up to go to college. Maybe if I would have went to college 10 years ago, I wouldn't have to be struggling to try to get in now. God, you know, God, maybe, maybe and, and a lot of times we try to blame God. God, what if you just let everything up? Quit blaming God for your own decisions. Decisions we make today will determine your, your story for tomorrow. For the t- decisions you make today determine the story you'll tell tomorrow. So what you're doing today will determine the story that you're going to tell, tomor- tell tomorrow. Tongue twister. So how do we live the story we want to tell? How do we live this life How are you living your life today to tell your story? Again, we all have stories. We're all living a story. And I want to encourage you guys to live a story worth telling. Again, we all can relate. We all have something that we can relate to. We can come together and, hey, man, share your story. That's why I tell you guys, hey, find somebody you don't know and start talking to them. One of my favorite things to do is when I'm around people I don't know, and especially if I could tell you kind of nervous, I like talking to you. Hey, man, what's going on? <laughs> you look a little nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. I'm nervous too. <laughs> and I have, and, and you guys won't believe this, when I was in school, I was very shy. Took me a minute to warm up to people. When I start a new job, and, and I remember when I got my, my most recent job that I have, and I've been there uh, almost six years, and I remember the first day I walked in, and I was kind of didn't talk to really nobody, and, and, and you know, I was a lot more livelier than I was um, and from high school, but I was like, I got to get to know these people, because <laughs> if I come full-fledged, it's like, Michael, they ain't going to know what to do. They're going to, uh-uh, back his guy up. <laughs> so, but live a story worth telling. And what's great is I can share my story with people. I'm like, hey, man, what you got going on in your life? Hey, listen, what happened? Hey, I had this happen to me. Y'all know what? Just because I hold the title pastor doesn't mean I don't have struggles. Doesn't mean I don't have a story. I'm just like you guys. I just tell everybody I got a fancy title. So live a story worth telling. But let God help you with your story. Don't try to tell your own story. Let God help you tell it. Let's look at Hebrews 12 and 2. It says, let us, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of our faith. Man, that's great. We need to fix our eyes to God. God, I want you to take me and, and, and mold me and craft me into what you want me to be. Because, you know, if it were up to me, if it was up to me when I was 18 years old and sitting in the DMV wanting to get my Class A CDLs with all the endorsements so I could drive a tractor trailer, 
If it was up to me, if that was the story Michael was writing, then I wouldn't be standing here today. But instead, I let God intervene and and I had my eyes fixed on him. I said, okay, God, I guess that's not part of your plan. And so as an 18-year-old standing in the DMV, I'm like, okay, that's dumb and I'm going to go on about my life now. I got to figure out something to do because that's not the plan I had. Michael's plan was not to do this. Michael's plan was to drive a truck. And if that didn't worry out, I was wanting to be a fireman just like my dad and wanted to follow in his footsteps. That was Michael's dreams. That's not what God had in plan. But when I fixed my eyes on God, the author, the one that helped me write the story that we're on. So I decided to start. That's what we're talking about today. I decided to start. Next week we're going to talk about stop, week following stay, and then go. You're going to want to be here for this whole entire series. I truly believe it's going to change some people's life. Online campus, you're going to want to make sure you're either here in person or tuning in with us online. It's going to be an awesome, awesome series. But I want to talk to you just a little bit about some life-altering discipleship, or excuse me, some discipline and habits that you got to take. we got to start talking about these things that change our lives, that will alter us in the discipleship and the disciplines and the habits that we have. Now, I'm going to make sure that we're all on the same page here. Now, I'm not talking about following your dreams now. <laughs> I'm not talking about training to listen. You don't, I'm not telling you to go follow your dreams. It's not, this is not what this is about. It's not what this series is about, following your dreams. Stop that. Dream is fake, by the way. I mean, maybe your dream is to start your own business, but this is not what this is about. This may not be what God has for your story. Maybe you to write a book. Maybe you're one of these people who like to write. I want to be honest with you guys, I'm writing a movie, and I've been writing this movie for a while. It's a low-budget Christian-based film. I'm writing it. It's going to be awesome when I finally can get it done. But God said, that's not where I want your focus to be right now. I've always kind of had this dream and vision of doing something great in production. And, and so I, I want to write this movie, but that's not what God has envisioned for me in this moment. Will we get there? Absolutely. That's not what we're talking about today. But we're going to talk about small disciplines that can lead to a big life change for each one of us. So the key here is to have keystone habits. Keystone habits. And never stop. Never stop working on things. So they say it takes about 21 days to start to form a new habit. And it keeps it going and it's easier to go. So about 21 days. I don't know about you guys, but, but we, we try things. And, and, and start with small things. Start small, work your way up to bigger things. So in our house, one thing we try to constantly work on is make the bed every day. Make the bed every day. Now, I can't make my bed every day because uh, when I get up and go to work, Tasha's still in it. <laughs> so I can't quite make it. She's, you know, she's still, she's still in there. <laughs> well, not now because she's got to take the girls to school, but I'll leave and she goes back to bed. <laughs> and so uh, I could make it up around her, I guess. But, <laughs> but small things, small things. At night, don't leave dishes out on the counter. Put them up. If you wash them, put them up. They're in the dishwasher, put them up. <laughs> it's a little things. Little things. Kids, start making your beds. Parents, stay on your kids. My kids, bless their hearts. I want to make your bed. Clean your room. Bless them. Story behind the story. 
story behind the story. So we're going to look at Daniel here in just a moment. So the story of Daniel, I want you guys to think. We always hear about Daniel in the Bible. Daniel was the one that went to the lion's den. Why did he go to the lion's den? Why did they put this man in the lion's den? Because he did no wrong. I mean, what, what did he do? So y'all check us out. Check us out. <laughs> Daniel stood out. He was put in charge. And you know, there was people that were jealous of that. People are jealous. We live in a society today where so many people are so jealous of the things that you have. And maybe the blessings that you've received. I remember times where people have got new vehicles and, and all of a sudden, why they get a new vehicle? Why they think I deserve a new vehicle? Who they think they are? They think they're so big and bad. I'm going to go look for me a vehicle now. That's dumb. <laughs> Stop that. I've seen it. I've seen people go out and say, well, she got a new 2016, so I'm going to go out and get a 2018. <laughs> 2018 gets here, now they done upgraded, now I'm going to get a 2021, you know what I'm saying? They think they got a Tesla, I'm going to go get the bigger Tesla. <laughs> Happens. It's crazy. And then people wonder why they're in financial situations they shouldn't have been in because they're in a competition with somebody they shouldn't have been in a competition with. Online campus, if you guys are one of those people, you know somebody, pray for them. If you're that type of person, I pray for you. Quit trying to be in a competition with somebody. Maybe the, what you have in this very moment is what God's blessed you with because that's the needs that he has for you. But Daniel here, in Daniel 6, um, 4 and 5, it said, At this, the ministrators and the sadrits tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. Y'all check this out. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy. Man, I want you guys to underline that. No corruption in him because he was trustworthy. And neither corruption, corruption nor neglect, neglect, neglection. Verse 5, finally this man said, you will never find any base for charges against the man Daniel unless it is something to do with the laws of his God. So when they can find no wrong in the man, he's done nothing. He's a very trustworthy guy. He's in charge of, of things in the government body. I mean, y'all go right now and try to find a politician that's, <laughs> that's trustworthy. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some out there, but, but man, I tell you, it would be hard to find somebody that's, that's truly 100% trustworthy that you can find no wrong in. Now, granted, I'm sure there's politicians and stuff out there that are. I'm not knocking all of them. I'm just using the broad them as a whole, okay? So y'all don't stone me. <laughs> but they couldn't find any in this man. So they went after the one thing that they knew that they could go after, and that was Daniel's faith. They knew that if they could get him based on his faith, they had him. So y'all check us out. <laughs> Daniel 6 and 10. Now when Daniel learned that this creed has been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows were open towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. So what they did is they come after him. They said, okay, all right, I know Daniel prays every day, these times a day. We're going to make it a law now. 
We're going to make it a law that if you pray, then you're going to jail. And it's what they did. They made a law that says, okay, if you do this, you pray to God, you pray to this God, we're going to th- do some bad things to you. You're going to go to jail. We're going to feed you to the lions. We're going to do some awful things to you. And Daniel's like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I want to have the faith and the strength that Daniel had. I'm still going to go to my upper room three times a day just like I've done throughout my whole entire life and I'm going to go up here and I'm going to pray with my window open and I'm, I, I can just envision Daniel, he just opens up that window, bloop, gets on his hands and knees and I think he may have just, you know, before he would pray out to God but I think he started shouting. I just want to envision, Jesus, God, I want to thank you so much for what you've done in my life. <laughs> And I don't think he was quiet. I think Daniel knew what was going to come. And I think that he knew that God was going to protect him because he had the faith. But he knew knowing that if God didn't save him from the lions, he knew where he was going because his reward wasn't here on earth. It was in heaven. That's the kind of faith that I want to have. I want to have the faith that Daniel had because when he learned of this, he's like, I don't care. I'm not going to back down from my God. He said, I'm going to stand firm in God's word. I'm going to stand firm in my faith and I'm still going to pray. And if it means if me going to jail or me dying, I'm still going to pray and seek after God. And that's what he did. So what does God want you to do? Or what does God want you to want? What does God want you to want? And I want you guys to think about that today. As you, as you go through this thing and you go through this walk of life, what does God want you to want? Ten from t- five to ten years from now, what does your story, what story does God want you to tell? Five to ten years from now, what story does God want you to tell? Ten years ago, twelve years at this point, if you had told us that we were going to be starting a church, I told you you were crazy. At that point in my life, in that moment in my life, in the months to come would be some rocky roads for me where we spent a year and a half out of church. Why am I telling you? It's because I'm human and it's part of my story. But, but, but when I look back and I said that was a part, I had to go through that time in my life away from God so he can reveal to me just exactly what he called me to do. We all have a story. I know better than anybody else. I know better than the church across town, across the street, in the next state, or down in Charlotte, or anywhere else across the world. We're no better than anybody. We're just doing what God's called us to do. Why? Because I have a story to share with you that, hey, you can make mistakes, but God can still use you. You can mess up, and God can still use you. Online campus, you can mess up, and God can still use you. I seen a post on Facebook, just because you've done bad things, maybe you went out party last night, and you got drunk, you got high, still come to church anyway. You may have been sleeping around before you got married, still come to church anyway. You may have done party and, and done, you know, done this and done that. You may have cheated on the test, cheated on your spouse, cheated on your significant other, still come to church anyway because God still can restore the brokenness in your life. That's the story that we want to tell. That's why it's so important and why we establish we want a church where everyone belongs and let God restore that brokenness in our lives. It's amazing what you can learn from Facebook. <laughs> So where do you see, where does God, part of your story, where does God, what does God want you to tell? What is God trying to tell you? You're trying to get financial freedom. 
That's what we're striving after right now. Me and Tasha are striving after financial freedom. Because I truly believe that we can do more for the kingdom of God if I didn't have to worry about debt. Setting the right priorities. Maybe you're workaholics. Maybe, maybe, maybe you get your priorities straight and you say, hey God, I'm going to focus more on you and quit worrying about money and quit worrying about things. Now, I agree that money, you have to have money to survive. I get that. Now, don't, don't quit your jobs. But if that becomes your main priority, that becomes your main focus, you're not focused on God and you're not focused on in His Word and your family and they're getting neglected, maybe you need to check your priorities. Don't sacrifice your spiritual family and what you have and, 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 and that connection you have with God for money. Money's great, and you need it. And again, I know you need it. I need it. I, I need it to pay my bills, to make sure I have water and, and power and, and deodorant and gas to get back and forth to work. I'm not saying you don't have to have money to survive. I'm just saying it's not the number one priority in your life. Don't make that the number one priority. So where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Based on what you believe God wants, you don't want. You got to believe in it. God, hey, may, maybe God's calling you to do more in ministry. And you're saying, I can't. I can't. I'm not the best speaker. I'm not the best communicator. I'm not the best dressed. I don't wear name brand clothes. I don't drive fancy cars. None of that qualifies you to do anything. If you have all those things, if you're the best of the best and you're at the top of the top, doesn't mean you're qualified. Those that are called are qualified by God. God calls you. And if God calls you, you're qualified. He called me. I'm the most unqualified person to do this, but God called me and I'm doing it every step of the way through Him because my eyes are fixed on Him. Keep your eyes focused on Him. So where, so what do you need to start? What do you need to start? How do we start this? How do we, how do we get on this new page? Things that we can't, that we can, how do we do it? How do we stay focused? How do we keep our eyes fixed on God? We need to pray and read our Bibles every single day. Pastor Michael, I've got a busy life, me too. I work a full-time job. I work a part-time job. I'm running a church full-time. I have one day off that I do try to do absolutely nothing. You know what I do on that day off? I'm doing stuff around my house, cutting grass, running errands, paying bills, doing stuff around here. Pastor don't have a lot of free time. Why? Because I, I focused on the ministry. I'm focused on what God's called me to do. But I still make time to read and pray every single day. I come over here the night before last, Friday nights. I was doing a couple of things, or maybe it was yesterday, and all my days ran together. I begin to weep, and I begin to cry, God, I need you. God, I need revival that you've called, and you said we're going to be a part of. God, I want it to come. Your pastor's impatient. God's, I see the big vision that God's gave me, and I'm striving to get there, and I want to get there, and I want to get there so bad, but God said, you're in this moment. I'm writing your story. But through all that, we got to pray. Read our Bibles. And it's what God told me in that moment. You've got to continue to pray. You've got to continue to seek after me. You've got to continue to grow. No matter how much happens in your life, you've got to pray. You've got to stay fast in God's word. 
Because when the enemy comes after you, and he comes, I believe me, he comes after us. And especially what we're trying to do, he comes after us. We don't know the word of God. We can't stand firm against him. Imagine trying to go take a test and you've never opened up the book to take the test too. More than likely, you're going to fail the test. But if you've opened up the book and you've studied and you've learned it and you know it inside and out, whether the book's open or not, you stand a good chance of, of passing the test once it comes. It's just like our walk with God. We still have to read and pray and seek after him and know God's word inside and out because when the enemy comes and tests come our way, we need to be able to stand firm in it on what God's principles and says in the Bible. And I'm going to close with this. But focus on one thing at a time. Don't try to do too much at one time because a lot of times what happens is, is, is we try to take on too much. Okay, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. God, I think you're telling me to do this. I'm telling you to do this. And, and we get so overwhelmed. And God may only be calling us to do one thing. Make that one thing. Hey, God, I'm going to go after this. But if you're struggling, maybe reading your Bible every day, or, and, and they make these things that you can read through the whole Bible in one year. One year. If you need that reference, let me know. I'll get it for you. Maybe you're dealing with certain things in your life that, that man, I, I, I'm dealing with issues. I'm dealing with insecurity. I'm dealing with abandonment. I'm dealing, start today seeking after the one that can change that. Seek after God. Seek after the one that can alter your life. But it's up to us to make that decision. It's up to us to strive after God. It's up to us to push forward. Continue your spiritual growth here. Uh, hopefully in the coming months that we're going to be starting something called life groups here. What are life groups? are like small groups. We call them life groups. But, but we're going to be able to connect with one another. Maybe that's something that, that you can start instilling into other people. You can start sharing your story that way. Maybe, maybe your marriage is on the bridge. It's on the bridge. And it's swaying back and forth. And you feel like there's no hope for it. I want to encourage you today to start praying for your spouse. Start praying together if you can. Start having those date nights. Don't neglect your spouse. Stay firm with them. And I want you guys to know, when you look at my life, it's not always been perfect. God told me one time, he said, man, I want your life. I want what you have. Do I have a good job? Yes. Do I have a nice vehicle? Yes. Do I have a house? Yes. Do I have a wife and two girls? Yes, I do. Do I have money in the bank? Yes. Can I go out and eat? Yes. Why am I telling you? It's because God has blessed us. But it hasn't been an easy road. It's been a lot of work, a lot of arguments, a lot of struggles, a lot of times where I didn't know where that next meal was going to come from. Your pastor has the same struggles as you do. But God gave me a fresh start. And today I know that you all, we started a new, or we concluded our series last week with a term called Fresh Start, a message entitled Fresh Start. And today I truly believe that, hey, maybe you were on the, on, on the bridge, on the bridge there and it was swaying, you wasn't for sure. Maybe today you can make that fresh start, that fresh commitment. Decide today to give it all to God. If you guys will, we should stand with me today. I just want to pray here in just a moment that God will reveal to you what areas you need to start working on in your life. And reveal to us 
just the path that we need to go on. Let's pray today. Father God, I want to thank you so much for everything you've done in our life, God. God, today, help us to get started with those new commitments, God. God, if, if somebody don't know exactly where they need to start, God, reveal it to them today. God, help us to keep our eyes focused on you. Let you be the author. And God, help us to be able to tell an awesome story five to ten years from now. Because God, the decisions that we're making today, God, help them to be positive so we can have a positive story in the future. Because those decisions we make dictate and determine what will happen in the future. God, if somebody don't know you, let them know. All they have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to have a fresh new start with you, God. And God, when things get rough, things get hard, help me to stay and keep my eyes focused on you so you can write my story. In your name I pray. Thank you again for tuning into the Medic Church podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.